Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Well Damn podcast with your two favorite hosts, Livia and Aileen. In case you don't know us or this podcast yet, be sure to listen to our introduction episode. We speak about all kinds of interesting subjects such as sustainability, social injustices and living as a teenager in general. Whenever we post a new episode, we will remind you on all of our socials. So be sure to follow us on our Instagram at Podcast to get any updates regarding the podcast. It's all linked in the episode description. In today's episode, we wanted to delve deeper into some philosophical questions that all humans come across in their lives. So sit back, relax and enjoy listening to today's episode. Well, damn! Today's episode is a very special one because we are joined by our good friend Sebastian, or Sebi. Hello. <laughs> who wanted to talk with us and uh, give us his opinion on certain philosophical dilemmas. As always, we have prepared a couple of questions for him and hope that we will find answers to these very complex questions. So the first question we have for you, Sebastian, is what is our purpose on this earth, in your opinion? Um, well, first, I think, I mean, that that question alone kind of sounds a bit negative for me because it kind of make it look make it looks like uh, you need to know what you want to do on Earth, and I think I find that kind of negative because I think it's okay not to directly have a purpose or s- something that that completely drives you at all time, but sometimes to just go with the flow and just do what you want in that moment without thinking what your end goal is but if uh, I had to answer that question with one sentence I would just say that your purpose is to find a purpose because everybody is different and so you should just do what you think you'd like to do (laughs) that's a beautiful answer and do you also believe our purpose maybe changes throughout our lives? Uh, well, definitely, because especially in our age as a teenager, we don't exactly know what we want to do yet. And we may have different ideas for what we want to do than later in life. I mean, when you're 40, you're a different person than when you're 13 or something. And uh, often your goals can be a bit unrealistic when you're younger. And as you get older and you have more experience in life, you get more realistic and you learn to accept stuff you didn't accept before and maybe you find purpose in places where you didn't look before. So you don't think there is like a universal purpose for everyone? For example, like one thing we always hear is, oh, I want to be happy or something. That is always this main thing that people seem to strive for but I share the same opinion as you I believe that everyone needs to find their own purpose because we're all different and like we we can't compare ourselves to others but I think maybe this this idea of wanting to be happy is kind of a common purpose we share maybe I don't know if you feel the same way well, yeah, being happy is probably a goal for a lot of people, but being happy means something different for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So It's a relative thing, yeah. that's true, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, so moving on to the next question, uh, do you think that humans are able to ever reach satisfaction in their life, this fulfillment? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because if you would ever reach satisfaction in life, I think that would be terrible. Because the moment you're you're satisfied completely with your whole life, then you don't strive to do anything more. You basically just stop living. I mean, you don't have any. You're not driven anymore. You don't want to do anything anymore because you already did what you wanted to do, and. If you already are satisfied at the age of 40, you don't know what to do anymore. And that's kind of terrible mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's almost sad because then you, <laughs> you have nothing in to do anymore for the next 30 years. And everything you built before will probably crumble because you won't have any, because you won't try to reach any more, any more new goals. I think life should always be about working on yourself and trying to improve. I do agree with you, but um, of course, like we want to develop and like if we don't do anything, then it's just stagnating and <laughs> nothing happens. But um, do you think that this constant searching for new goals is also like it can be unhealthy at one point because you are you reach a certain goal and then you yes, you are at this point and then you want a new goal, a new goal, a new goal. You're just like trying to fill this void, basically, that cannot be filled. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just constantly wanting to change, wanting to improve, which can be good, but at some point it's just like, what are, what are you even looking for? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I understand what you mean. I do think you definitely need a balance. You can't force yourself constantly but I also think it's I mean it's really hard to reach complete satisfaction in life because what does satisfaction mean I mean if you reach a goal are you satisfied or did you maybe expect it to be earlier or faster or just a completely different way I mean can you be completely satisfied can you think uh, I've finished now and I just don't think that would be possible but now you're always uh, linking reaching satisfaction in life to finishing or achieving something. But I have the idea you can just be satisfied in your life but still not have accomplished all your goals just because you know you're working on them or, I don't know, you were a better person than you were yesterday. So for me, satisfaction is not necessarily, okay, everything is good in my life and I don't have to do anything. It just... You know, maybe just accepting how you are, accepting your situation and knowing you are working towards other things. Mm-hmm. Mm. You see satisfaction, right? So more of this feeling of acceptance, as you said. So just, you know, coming to terms with the fact that you've done certain things, you did good in your life, you maybe yeah. also made some mistakes and... Exactly. Because satisfaction, I have the feeling it's linked to, okay, food, you're satisfied when you were hungry and you eat, or you're satisfied, you know, with sex, stuff like that. But that's just a very stationary and temporary form of satisfaction. And for me, when I think about satisfaction in life, it's just, okay, 
I know where I want to go. I know where I am. I know what I did. And yeah, just accepting it. That's a good point you made because that's also like I kind of see it the same as this satisfaction. That is what I meant with it's kind of like a short term feeling of happiness. Like, what are you trying to look for in the end? And we should, like Alien said, kind of strive more for this feeling of completeness because in the end if you always set yourself a new goal you end up feeling empty almost because you don't really know what your end thing is I don't know if that makes sense but mm. yeah <laughs> yeah is there something you want to add to that yes yeah. I have a can I ask a question yeah yeah of course you can <laughs> say anything you want <laughs> So you both think that you will be able to reach satisfaction in life? Yeah, I think I already am satisfied with my life. I'm not, and that doesn't mean, as you said earlier, that I I'm, will just stop doing anything else in my life, but yeah, yeah, I'm just... You're satisfied by the way you work right now, or like the... Yeah, but not only work-wise, I'm satisfied with... You know, my, the people supporting me, around me, the opportunities I have, the privileges I have. I'm satisfied with um, my passions, my interests. I'm just, yeah. Mm. So when you see, say satisfied, does that mean that you need to be satisfied in every aspect of your life? Or can you just be satisfied without necessarily looking like you're satisfied from an objective point of view. I mean, for example, if your life is crappy, you, I don't know, but you're still satisfied. I mean, imagine you just failed a few tests, you lost a friend, but you're still satisfied because you you have other friends to fall back on and you know it was just a temporary mistake. Mm -hmm. Would you still qualify that as satisfaction, even though not everything in your life is going great? Could you still be satisfied at that point, or would it just be, or wouldn't that count as satisfied? I th yeah, I think so. I, I would say so too. Yes, because I mean, also like satisfaction, every point of your life might be maybe a bit unrealistic because I mean, life gets in the way, and not everything can always go perfectly. And I think that's more than enough to be satisfied in that aspect of your life. It also maybe is relative, as we said before, like what you see as more important. Maybe if you see having good grades as more satisfaction than having good friends. Like, it all depends on the person yeah. in the yeah. end. But I don't call it... Like, I still see it as satisfaction. Yeah. So. Mm. And also, crappy life, as you <laughs> stated it, <laughs> is also different for everybody. So something that would take you out of your state of satisfaction for another person doesn't bother them as much. Mm. So, okay, <laughs> next question. Do you believe that our life is predestined socially? That's a hard question. Very complex question. <laughs> I think there are definite, definitely some factors that push you in a general direction, but in the end, it's up to you if you want to follow them or just try to force a new path. I think it's always possible, if you're determined enough, 
to try to break out of everything you're being pushed into. Mm. I mean, it's definitely harder. I mean, you can just go with the flow. That's what I think a lot of people do. But especially socially, I mean, privilege is something people use constantly while defending themselves that they didn't create this privilege and so they can use it. In that case, they are being socially determined and they're not doing anything about it. But if you're really determined, you can try to break out of it and find a new path. And you can go to places where you won't maybe have that social advantage or you can try to counterbalances counterbalance it by doing other stuff. I definitely think it's possible to not follow the flow, even if it's a lot harder. Hmm. But don't you think that maybe subconsciously some of our decisions are still based on, you know, what our social environment like thinks of us? Because, for example, in philosophy, we saw that if we were born on this earth like completely alone we would be completely different your your sense of style for instance might come from i don't know your your exterior like the people around you or your taste in music or also just you you like your personality because yeah. it comes from education your parents so in the end who we are is mostly built um by the people around us so I do agree with you that we can break this barrier and kind of do our own thing. But in the end, we are still kind of scared of being judged by others when making decisions. And we want to please others still in a way. That's true. I think so. Because you are being, your whole personality is based on decisions that you didn't do yourself. But that doesn't mean that there's only one path afterwards. It's of course, you're determined by your parents, by your social status, as you said, and all your choices that you will do are already partially predest uh, predestined, predest predestined, yes. predestined <laughs> um, by choices that other people did for you but it doesn't mean that you only have one choice afterwards, if you understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. I mean. I'm saying that you are being forged by other people, but that doesn't mean that there's only one way to continue just because other people... Want you to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or maybe even unconsciously put you on that path. Mm -hmm. And this is maybe... Uh two personal questions so tell us if you don't want to answer it but do you feel like you want to break the flow that was kind of destined for you or um, are you happy with what does your social contest kind of expects for you well definitely my I was born into a rather rich life and I have white privilege and male pri privilege because I'm a man and definitely that does help me um, and so I think I would be lying if I said that I would want to completely negate that that help I got because it it helped me so much in my life 
but I'd still want to help at least other people maybe get a part of this of this help I got myself. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I would completely want to abo- abolish it. I'm I'd more likely be, I'd want more other people to have the same privilege I have. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily want to destroy my own privilege because it's helped me. I mean, that sounds selfish, but I, I just think... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, yeah, good of you to recognize and admit that yeah, it still helps you because, I mean, I also can say, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, know, I don't really know how to say it, but it's true that if I could choose, I would... I don't know necessarily if I wouldn't wanted to have been born a boy to have the same privileges, but I mean, I'm also happy I was born into a rich family and that I have all the opportunities I have. So it's good to recognize those and, yeah. Since uh, you've both mentioned like privilege and these types of things and, you know, the position you were born into and our last episode was about pressure, I wanted to ask if you both feel pressured in a way by, you know, by your um, social environment to measure up to certain standards, to do certain things, to be the best version of yourself or something, or to make the right decisions. You can answer first, Sebastian. Thank you. I'd say I'm less affected than a lot of people. Uh, and I think that just because I've um, that kind of sounds bad, but I have a pretty big ego. <laughs> I have the same thing, so don't we haven't realized that yet? <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise! <laughs> and therefore, I don't feel that much pressure of people because I already know that I am a good person and that my most of my decisions are correct and I don't second guess myself that much and other people don't influence that much my my decisions I mean it's definitely sometimes it's bad for me if I do something that's that's wrong or I know I do a big mistake I think most of the time it has helped me because you go straight to the goal yeah (laughs) and I, I, I I'm not scared to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I also something. That. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say the same thing. That's something I like about you that, yeah, you openly come out for all your interests and so on. Even, you know, astrophysics, it's something most people are like, okay, <laughs> boring or something. Or, yeah, it's so that's good. And me. What was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, if you so basically, if you feel pressured uh, by your social environment to oh, do yeah. certain things, uh, yes, I do. But we've discussed that in the big length episode. in the last episode. <laughs> so go check that out if you want to hear more about that. But I do, and as I've said, I think the biggest one for me is um, going to university because I. I know I can do it, but I was—I'm still not sure if that's, you know, the right path for me. But since I have those privileges that I can go to one, and yeah, mm-hmm. I can go anywhere I want, and we can afford it, and 
yeah, my family supports me and everything. I feel like, yeah, I feel pressure to try it. And then if it doesn't work out, I know I have other options, but at least to mm-hmm. try it. And how do you feel about this, Livia? Well, pff, actually almost the same as you. It's kind of like now, for example, after school, we have to make the right decision and everything. It's also a lot of fear all of a sudden because you obviously want to make the right decision because if you make one decision, you might lose something, but also win something, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um And it's essentially this question we have to ask ourselves, okay, who do you want to be? What do you want to do with our lives? It's like, what? <laughs> like, all of this time, our parents guided us, school guided us, and now we're left alone, which is also gives us a lot of freedom, which is very positive, but um, it's a lot of thinking all of a sudden. And it's also, again, kind of like the question we asked before, what is our purpose in the end like what do we want to give what, what like what do we want to leave behind on this earth mm-hmm. um so i guess i do feel pressured yes okay <laughs> in a way <laughs> so uh, just to clarify again i didn't want to say i don't feel pressured i just want to say i feel less pressured mm-hmm. i think than most people yeah 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 for me it's the same but still pressured yeah <laughs> okay so our next question for you is Is there something like fate, in your opinion? No. Um, I think fate... I think fate is directly linked to the belief that there's a person or something that already chose a clear path for us with a specific purpose. And I just don't think that's true. Maybe, maybe it's possible that I don't really have any choice But that wouldn't make it fate because it's not like my uh, the path that was chosen for me was to, I don't know, help some kids in Africa. Maybe by because the way the universe works, I would in 20 years and be a lawyer or something. But that doesn't mean it would be fate because nobody chose that path for me. It was merely an accident. I, I don't believe that it was like a higher power who chose that mm-hmm. path for me. So you believe in randomness, you're saying that everything happens by accident? Yeah, not but I mean, I don't... Yes, I do... <laughs> okay, I do believe that what happens must happen, that there is sometimes no other way because of the laws physics work because of the laws of physics but i don't believe that something chose a clear path for us with a uh, with a purpose with an interest mm-hmm. even if there is a path for me that i can choose so you do believe that in a sense everything happens for a reason even if it's positive or negative well no it, no i don't believe that there's a reason i i believe that Uh, we don't have a choice in what will happen with our future, but I don't believe that there's a reason for that. Hmm. Mm. So you don't, for example, believe in karma either? Mm, not that at all. No? Okay. <laughs> I don't know, because it could also just be a coincidence that certain things, like if you do something good for another person, you get back positive things as well. We like It's not something we can, um, uh, how do you say, approve, of course, 
but hmm, it is a different yeah, it's a yeah, difficult it's question because indeed because maybe for me when I hear fate I always have to think of rom-coms where it's like <laughs> it's fate that the boy and the girl bumped into each other and I the books you fell liked on rom-coms. What? I thought you liked rom-coms. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I just watch them to I, I watch them a lot with you so yeah. it's like you know, okay. We watch them to know the dumb clichés they use. <laughs> Sorry if for the people that like rom-coms. But, yeah, for me, that's... And in such movies, fate is always so present and so obvious that it's almost... Yeah, it is annoying. I find it Mm -hmm. annoying. It's like, we had to be together. And there's just no other way. (laughs) Does your brother like them? No, no. We just watch them uh, to laugh. (laughs) But yeah. it yeah. is definitely, it could also just be all at random that just yeah. certain things in life just happen, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as we mentioned before, a lot of our decisions are also based on the people around us. So it's kind of a mix of both, maybe that they happen randomly, but they're also already determined for us i don't know if Mm. that's clear but yeah and what you said about karma earlier i'm not sure about myself if i believe in it or not but i think that the argument you could use against it is that it's just a kind of story people tell themselves to be happy they're Mm. good persons just like oh I'm a good person, so people will be good to me too, yay. But the world isn't fair, so maybe it's just not or, true. Uh, yeah, that's true. Sorry, you can yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I just have a question. Do you believe that karma is linked to a higher power? Or is it something completely different? Is it linked to religion or not? No, no, no. I think it just energy flows. You know, if you send out positive positivity in the world it will come back to you and the same with negativity mm-hmm. okay yeah no it's well it i think it comes from buddhism but uh, <laughs> i just see it kind of like alien just yeah. as something that naturally happens so if you send out negative vibes you will probably get it back in a way and then mm-hmm. the same goes for positive things yeah. um Yes. But, but I mean, if you, I don't know, threaten somebody for a good job or, for, or so that they, they give you money, you got something good because you did a bad action, wouldn't that disprove karma? No, because it's not immediately that it comes back. It just, you know, later in life. But you still believe there's some later in life I going to get because caught or something. Maybe, like you said, yeah, you're either going to get caught or you l- you'll lose the money or because of the money you will change in a different person so people you loved will leave you, stuff like that. Mm. Okay. We have one last question for you, which is also very complex, but okay. Um, what do you believe happens once we die? <laughs> Oh, also, sorry, before you answer the question, do you believe there is, like, um, a difference between, like, soul and body and what happens then once we die? Do you think it's separate or...? Well, I don't think it's separate. I I do believe that 
I do believe that you can't, I mean, that you, you don't really live after death. Mm. I, I think you just rot and, and die. <laughs> <laughs> so and you don't, like, so you think, for example, that soul and body kind of function together. So once the body, like all the biological processes end, the soul, so what we think and all of our thought processes stop as well. Yes. Okay, okay. I uh, want to say something because recently I listened to a very interesting podcast uh, from uh, Bobo's Void and I don't remember the title but it was something with suicide and death and there they said some very interesting things uh, that they believe there are three deaths, so your physical death where your body degrades, as you said, rots in the earth, etc. There's the second death, which is the last time people pronounce your name. And then the third one is when people last feel your influence. So maybe they don't know it came from you, so they don't remember your name, but they still feel your influence because maybe you brought out music and they listened to it, but they don't know it was you who brought it out, something like that. And I thought that was a very, yeah, I don't know, nice way to think about the death. Mm. Also, like if you see something and you don't know why you remember it, that's actually because like the person who died had a similar thing at his home, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm yeah, I don't really know what they meant exactly, okay. but something like that, or maybe just you know the closet behind you. I'm in awe of its magnificence, but I don't know who made it, but I'm still uh, glad that person made it. So I feel their, you know, their soul went into that artwork, but I don't know who did it. Something Mm. like that, I think. I kind of heard of a guy, uh, I don't know, you can cut stuff out about this, right? Who had like a really, really weird fetish. And it was kind of what you just said. He liked to pleasure himself while thinking about people who died. So that who died like a year ago or maybe two years. Mm-hmm. So that he would be like the only person left who would think of this person, but in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I found that really weird. <laughs> that is weird. I um, wanted to ask both of you a question um, also with regards to death. Um, why do you think a lot of people fear death or this, you know, not existing anymore, essentially? Like, it's like we don't, for example, before we were born, we didn't exist either, but we are never like, oh, I wasn't there yet. Like, <laughs> we are obviously, we don't think about that. Um, mm. But just death seems like a very scary thing, and not being on this earth anymore is like, oh God, <laughs> what is going to happen? So, why, or do you fear death, maybe? Go ahead, Sebastian. <laughs> You're our guest, after all. Thank you. Uh, well, I think w- most of us fear death because of mostly because of the second death you just mentioned, when people stop thinking about you, and it's kind of scary. Imagine in ten years, or maybe let's say forty years, your grandchildren or your children think for the last time about you. That's incredibly sad because it will be forever forgotten. 
-hmm. no one will ever remember you but if you're dead anyhow who cares actually like yeah of course when you're dead who cares but while you're still alive and think about the future you still yeah. care <laughs> yeah well that's a problem we don't know what death is like so maybe we maybe we are, we have a conscience when we're dead but we don't know that sadly so so okay and what do you think Elin? um i'm not really afraid of death yeah i don't know i feel like i i never thought about suicide or anything but you know i always thought that if i would <laughs> that's maybe a bit weird but when i take the plane i can't stop helping every time i take the plane i like you know it could crash i'm like there's so many probabilities of dying every day in mm -hmm. the world so yeah then i realize it's a miracle i'm still alive but also that you can die at any moment and for me it's i'm not scared of it it's more like a stimulation to uh continue doing what i like and trying motivation. to improve myself yeah it's more motivation than just sad That's cool. did you know that the chances of dying every day are higher than the chances of winning the lottery so if you buy a lottery ticket it's likelier that you die on that day than you actually win the lottery interesting fact thank you because, yeah, <laughs> exactly if you think about it there are so many ways of dying it's like really Crazy. a miracle i haven't died because you know we take maybe yeah the school bus every day and you know i don't know the floor could fall and you fall or <laughs> something a car crashes into you i a don't know a fire out. a tsunami a terrorist attack i don't know there are so many ways so it's mm -hmm. yeah it's really a miracle we're still alive and i think we shouldn't take that for granted and just make the best out of every moment although that is impossible but you know <laughs> try have you seen the movie a million a million ways to die in the west no, no. it kind of i mean it's also mostly comedy but it also tackles that idea about a guy who realizes that you can die at any moment yeah i mean and there's probably nothing you can do about it i mean the f ceiling could fall on us right yeah, now exactly. <laughs> wow. and yeah i don't know death is usually linked in our culture to negative feelings you know sadness and grieving and everything but death is just the end of an endless sea of possibilities during your lifetime so for me it's it's not something sad but isn't it kind of interesting most people are scared of death and more people who die but if heaven exists and the person went to heaven shouldn't we be happy for the person i mean they just got a mm, i see your point but i mean the person is still gone so you obviously mourn them and you miss them so if you believe in such a thing as heaven then you are happy for them i guess maybe you pray for them or something or you think of them uh or i don't know as ellen said you listen to a song that reminds you of them but you the person isn't there like they're just not here anymore all the things that you used to do with this person aren't the same anymore obviously um but maybe it's a more positive way to regard death um, because you know they're in a safe place now and yeah. that they're doing better now. 
because a lot of people at the end of their lives they they've just reached a point where they I guess they don't really want to live anymore it's just maybe because of some physical condition they just want to leave the earth and then you're happy for them that they're doing better now maybe death sometimes is the better option mm-hmm. like with dog that you kill because he's so old you know yeah euthanasia okay yeah. because yeah. you kill sounds <laughs> a bit cruel but exactly. yeah that's yeah. the same thing but um you the second question was do you think we will ever reach satisfaction in life mm-hmm. if now you land in heaven where everything is supposed to be perfect right mm-hmm. can you be satisfied for eternity yeah mm-hmm. that's why i have difficulty believing in the concept of heaven but um yeah <laughs> I, yes, it is, in fact, a difficult question because I also wanted to ask you before, you two, if you think like living eternally would be the option because I think in the end we wouldn't want that either. No. But essentially, if we think about it, heaven is kind of the same, I guess. that Like the concept is the same that you live forever. Maybe in heaven you die as well and then you live again, like in the Egyptian time where you are constantly, there's this reincarnation reincarnation yes mm-hmm. and um no wait that's not part of the egyptians is it the egyptians i'm not no, sure the egyptians aren't being incarnated i think the buddhists are Bu- yeah. anyways <laughs> doesn't matter but thank you um but um i don't know the thing like we said before you can't be satisfied so yeah i think you would need to change <laughs> you mean your mind would need to change to be able to live in heaven if if it If you're actually supposed to be always happy. You mean yeah. your attitude needs to change? No, no, no. Mean? Really, your mind, you can't really be human anymore because part, I think part of your human nature is that you're not always happy, not always satisfied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just... You don't have the receptors in your brain anymore to feel negative emotions. <laughs> only happy. <laughs> like on drugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But maybe that's heaven. Just <laughs> high all the time. <laughs> But could you be happy if you don't know what negative emotions are? You don't you don't have a comparison even though you had a life before and you knew what bad moments were, but if in heaven everything is perfect and you're constantly happy, you is that even happiness? Oh, no you. <laughs> yeah, like hedonism. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, since I don't believe in heaven, I don't can't really answer this question because yeah, it wouldn't be happiness because nothing happens, you're just happy. So, mm-hmm. mm. And do you believe in heaven? Oh god. <laughs> I have to be careful. No, um I don't I don't actually and I don't think the concept of heaven and hell is really I don't know. I just don't like the idea of heaven and hell. Like even though a lot of people committed mistakes and did a lot of very bad things, I still don't deserve. I don't. I still don't think that they deserve to go to this eternal I, suffering. Exactly, uh, or to this idea of paradise or something. Why does someone hold? Like, why does someone deserve to go in that place, another person in yeah, this who horrible place? That. Exactly, who decides Have that? you guys seen the series The Good Place? 
Yes. I know it, but I haven't watched it. Okay, it's really good, and it kind of explores this idea of heaven and hell. So, mm. a recommendation for everybody. It's yes. on Netflix. It's really good. <laughs> I will make sure to watch but it. But I got spoiled <laughs> really early, so it was kind of. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> it's not uh, tragic. Nah, I don't mean tragic, but it's not heavy. It's comedy, but yeah, it yeah. still explores this yeah, subject. Yeah, it explores a lot of philosophy. Uh, philosophy. Yeah, mm. so it's a very accept, uh, accessible and um, light way to get into philosophical questions. So, a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. I think we have answered most of our questions now. I mean, it, we could probably talk about these things for hours and hours because it is very complex. But thank you very much for answering all the questions, Avi. No problem. Thank you for having me on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. Now you are satisfied with accomplishing this goal. Yes. <laughs> thank, thank you for listening and hear you next time. Well, damn.